Here at Triple M, we're not supposed to mention the monkey. Oh, yeah, of course. Being escorted from the building. Mm-hmm. Have you got a Peter Gabriel fact for us, Richard Miles? I read an interview with him in Q magazine said he was creating an internet for apes. Oh, really? They have time. That apes can use, because they already, like Coco, can do the sign language, has like 75 words down. But isn't it only Coco? Yeah, it's just Coco, but he's trying to get the apes to respond to internet pages and trying to create it so they can use it. It's all part of his celebration of apes for this month called April. <laughs> what the. Uh, what would they do? Like what? Uh, Ape sitting there going, hmm, I'm apparently a member of the Nigerian royal family. <laughs> I'll buy all that gold. It's good news. Hey, we haven't been officially introduced. Let's get this. It's Triple M. It's me, Tony Martin. Did you have sexual intercourse with Anna Nicole Stringer in January of 2006? I may have. Gee, Dick Cavalier's here. Did you have sexual intercourse with Anna Nicole Smith in January of 2006? Read my blog. All right, it's all there. <laughs> and of course, Richard Marsland. Did you have sexual intercourse with Anna Nicole Smith in January of 2006? Didn't everyone? I was right behind you two guys. Oh, well, not right behind. Yeah, actually. No. Last Fangled Banner, though. Never oh, the what? All right, goodness me. Welcome to Get This, the home of Capril. We now have an address where you can... Email us pictures of you wearing a cape. Good idea. Other programs would have got that sorted out in March. What point? We're well into April and we're suddenly realised, why nobody's sending us photos? Oh, you've got to have an address. (laughs) The only other way to do is through uh, the MySpace, but that was chock full of invites for Rich to go to Sexpo. Brett has emailed in and said, uh, (laughs) you must find out if the shock jock himself, that's you, Rich, is coming to Adelaide for Sexpo. My prudish friends have left me without a partner, partner, and I could use the expert advice. Right. Because you used to do a sex show on, on the radio. At least did. True. Uh, I've been a sex player once. That's more than enough. What did you do? I would just uh, swander around, interviewed some of the storeholders and uh, Which ones? characters that you'd find. We uh, talked to a guy who had a, a boot store. It was like a fetish boot store. And then we actually went backstage at a peep show. Really? Yeah. Backstage? Went backstage. Backstage at a peep show? Don't say Macbeth. What goes on backstage at a peep show? Well, I'm not sure. We just had a recording. We just had a microphone. and You, yeah. had, your, you had your eyes closed? Is that what you say? Well, every time you, you ask them a question, you had to keep on inserting $2 coins. To get a <laughs> uh, okay. Keep on answering it. It's true, though. Here's the address. Get this at triplem.com.au. It's quite straightforward. It's probably quite a useful address. Yeah, you can send us lots of stuff on there. Send us anything. Okay. Only two weeks to go on April. Yeah. And we finally nutted out what the problem is. <laughs> we have an iMac, a proper 24-inch iMac, and 246 Capril T-shirts. Send us a photo of you wearing a cape in the workplace. Brilliant. We've got some good ones. Mm. Uh, what did you get today there, Ed? 
You haven't brought them up from the office. Listen, Tony. See, uh, real radio. Got, no, on the no. Alan Jones program, that would never happen. Well, he was uh, someone's MySpace just to say that he's been going on for Cabral for a long time. <laughs> the old Australian flag. What about Alan punchy, Jones? Punchy. He's got the Prime Minister behind him. Oh, yes. So this John Howard says, I think Alan Jones is an outstanding broadcaster. I don't think he's a person who encourages prejudice in the Australian community, not for one moment. Pass the bath scrub, please, Alan. <laughs> This is one day after the nation's media regulator found that Alan Jones was a person who encourages prejudice in the Australian community. <laughs> what do they know? But he's a person who articulates what a lot of people think. Oh, he's doing the old tricky bit of Pauline. Oh, Pauline. It's a way of saying, so you like, say you're racist, all right? And I'm really racist. Well, we know rightly that comment, but let's go on. But I don't want everyone else in the room to know. Okay. So what do we do is we find... A third person. Who's clearly a raving racist nutbag. You yeah. should see his t-shirt today. And then I say, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, Ed, um, yeah. Richard just says a lot of things that people are thinking and aren't thinking. But he says racist things. Yeah, well, you know, it's just what a lot of people are thinking out there. You know what, Tony? A lot of people are... I mean, I'm not myself, but, uh, but clearly he is. And it's like a little wink. It just lets you know, oh, it's a nice. I'm one of you. Yeah. Hey? So, hey. That makes it right, you see. Oh, I'm on your side. Why does he go into bat for us? We have Howard on in clip form every day. We just don't Why don't we get any action. Enough racist stuff. Listen to this in the day for the Cronulla Rise. Very easily. No problem. In the days before the Cronulla Rise on December 11 that year, Jones referred to the Lebanese as grubs, thugs, yep. and cowards. Yes. Who would only retreat to their lairs if confronted by good old fashioned Aussie bikey gang. <laughs> We don't have Anglo-Saxon kids out there raping women in Western Sydney. Unquote Alan Jones. Let me just go back to the Prime Minister. I don't think he's a person who encourages prejudice in the Australian community, no, no, no. not for one moment. But he does articulate what a lot of people think. But is, is Alan talking about bikey gangs as we know them? Or because there's another group of gentlemen who wear leather and hang around in groups. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? The Arthur's chap. Yeah. Maybe if they'd been there. <laughs> helping out. Maybe it's a call to arms for those guys. Maybe. Maybe he's saying he wants those guys to go and hang around train stations, if you know what I'm saying. Maybe. Wait the flag for common decency. Come the election, maybe John Howard yeah. and Alan Jones just a need a ticket together. The Howard Jones ticket. <laughs> the Howard Jones ticket. Uh-huh. For people who are racist but don't actually come out in public and say it. Uh, like to get the head you live. <laughs> like to get the head you want. <laughs> like to get the head you want. So we can be wide and elderly forever. <laughs> Wouldn't that work the Howard Jones party? <laughs> People who don't want to just come out and say what they're actually thinking, right. but do like to point at somebody who is saying what uh, they're thinking yeah, yeah, yeah. and give me a bit of a wink. Yeah, I, love it. I love it. What about music? Let's get back to music. Solid ground here at Triple M. I don't know why we're not playing the music of Kevin Costner on this station. Okay. Listen to this. Kevin Costner has sued a music promoter claiming the company reneged on a contract to back the US actor's fledgling music career. Uh, The lawsuit claims Costner's music company... I didn't know he had a music company. But he has got one. (laughs) The promoter entered into a two-year agreement in January. Like, this is a two-year agreement that would allow Costner's band to perform in as many as five concerts a year. <laughs> as many as five. Costner's agent had hoped uh, with careful negotiation to get that down to two. <laughs> Do we have a clip of, of Kevin Costner singing at all? Yeah, <laughs> 
poorest crowbarring of that clip into a story the world has ever seen. We can go better than that. Yeah, Jesus. Well, guys. we don't have any clips of Kevin Costner singing. Moody <laughs> Blues aren't even in the news. He's got a band, he's got a record company. Completely doing up to five concerts a year. We don't have any record. Didn't he sing a song under the end credits of The Postman? Did he really? No one's ever been able to confirm it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the end credits. Yeah. No can do. <laughs> What about a remake of The Bodyguard with Costner doing one of his as many five concerts, <laughs> as many as five concerts, <laughs> and then just being protected by a crack-smoking Whitney Houston? Oh, that's that'd be a good remake. That's brilliant. That's one for our carpet couch. That's a good idea. We've got so many good ideas. So many. You think April is as good as it gets on this show? Yeah. No. I mean, no. Brand new, sizzling hot ideas. Wow. Next, I'll get this. <laughs> Serious misu- uh, issues or misuse have been uh, canvassed on the program. Let's get down the other end of the pool. The women's man. Yes. It's been ages since we heard from those pals and insiders and my fellow diners and yes, someone close to the stuff. Insisted a friend of an onlooker's pal had associates there in the bar. Allegedly someone, according to sources, who startled observers and pals. But friends were not sure what the pals or sources or saw something took place, but none of that was verified by insiders or observers or the pals. themselves at the new weekly. What's happened? Listen to this Ryan Felipe. Can I guess? Ryan Felipe. Yeah. Uh, hair loss mystery? <laughs> no. Uh, Ryan Felipe face milk saga? <laughs> no. <laughs> Ryan Felipe, fake tan explosion. Ryan Felipe, drunken rant. Oh, that's good. It sounds pretty standard, but listen, I've never heard such phony sounding dialogue from the pals and insiders. Felipe launched into a drunken tirade against his estranged wife, Reese Witherspoon, last week after learning she's been involved in a serious relationship with Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, Ryan was spotted stumbling out of the nightclub in Hollywood, then losing it mm. after a fan asked him about Reese's new romance. Mm. So he's stumbling out drunk. He's hammered. A fan has gone up to him and asked him about this, Reese's. This is a good opportunity for me to get close. That's something that would really happen. Okay. Okay. Let's assume that's really happened. Okay. Uh, not only is he still in love with his wife, he believes it's too soon for her to move on. Yeah. Drunk and staggering around the footpath, it was clear Ryan had, had a hard time coping. Since he split with the blonde Oscar winner last October. <laughs> this is a quote, an exact quote from an onlooker. Sure. Ryan was screaming, It's too soon, Reese! It's too soon! <laughs> Adding, Why didn't you tell me? And muttering angrily under his breath. Muttering? Didn't get close enough to make out the muttering? So he's, one, he's drunkenly staggering out of the nightclub. Someone's come up to him gone, Hey, what do you think about Reese going out with Jake Gyllenhaal? Wait, okay, that's happened. Yeah, that's, been, that's definitely happened. I'm believing that. His response would be, It's too soon, Reese! <laughs> like, who's he talking to? Is Reese there? You know, he's emoting, you know? He, he's giving it up. He, he's on his knees, you know, kind of short sank redemption style, staring at the heavens, screaming at the moon. Why didn't you tell me? <laughs> Have they just given up at the New Weekly? I think so. Have they just given up? Gone, let's not even pretend anymore that any of this is true and really happening. Does he even look hammered in the photos? Have they bothered to, to wait till he's blinking to take a photograph? <laughs> he doesn't even look hammered. It's like Doogie Howser from this, this angle. 
revealing from your bombshell, Rich, that Alan Ruck was 40. No, I didn't say he was 40. I said he was 20. I think I said he was 30. Maybe he was 29. Alan Ruck, the best friend from Ferris Bueller. Oh, yeah, we should say who we're talking about. That constitutes a bombshell on their I couldn't. I'm still really. I'm still really. How about this? How stupid does Who Weekly think we are? Well, it's the most beautiful people edition this uh, oh, yeah. this week. Yeah. Uh, when nowhere to be found. Uh, Kate Ritchie's in there. Okay. Uh, and then they've launched their Who Celebrity Index. Now, what's going to happen is each week they rank the hottest celebrities based on internet research mm. from, uh, you know, professors and publicists and learned types like that. And uh, there's a top 300. And each week we've got like a scale. Like Anna Nicole Smith was number one last week. Yeah. She's number one this week. She's winning by far. Mm. Uh, Justin Timberlake's up. Oh, you'll be glad to know. Rich, uh, he's up from uh, number six yeah. to number 18. Oh. Just beating uh, Brad Pitt. Oh, Brad Pitt's taking a fall. He did he's beating Bono. Now, Bono got knighted during the week. <laughs> But apparently, during the This Index, that's less important than Diddy going to a party with Sienna Miller. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we're happy. And you, Richard Marker, will be very happy that uh, you have rocketed <laughs> to number 210 on the 300 list with your uh, the news of your late-night public transport teabagging exploit. Oh, yeah, no. Did you see that footage? Did you hear what the Palestinians oh, did? They were mouths before they couldn't speak. <laughs> they tried. They mumbled through it. One of them was heard, uh, you know, when they heard the news that Matthew McConaughey has a new girlfriend. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> Richard got to his knees and went, It's so, so Matthew! You're only 30 something, Matthew! <laughs> this is a madhouse! <laughs> you maniac! Those mouths and it's. What have you done? What have you done? Look, his hair one day is just going to jump off his head and start his own career. <laughs> Incredible! He was bald! The man, he wasn't he? He was. He was, he was bald. He was as bald as Nicolas Cage and John Travolta used to be in the <laughs> mid-90s. <laughs> out well, of fashion. That's what happened. <laughs> All right, we don't have time for that okay. spoof. Uh, let's have some more music. <laughs> oh, There'll be more spoofs. I can't over your spoof. It's Sorry, though. All of spoof. The studio in a few moments here. Get this. <laughs> you do. That's the model here at Triple M. Let's get this with uh, Tony Martin and Ed Carroll. here. Richard Martin's pushing yeah. button today. Uh, Ed, I've just got to mention the uh, latest KFC campaign. No, it's right in it. Now, well, no, you're not in it. Oh, yeah. And I think, uh, you know, the downside of that is staying to show. According to the uh, Melbourne Age today, there's, uh, well, a KFC TV commercial that revolves around pop culture and includes trivia questions such as, who's the only person to have been nominated for 12 Oscars? The answer, according to KFC, is Jack Nicholson. No, 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 that's not true. Catherine Hepburn received 12 nominations. Meryl Streep, 14. <laughs> uh, Billy Wilder. Federico Fellini. Uh, who else? Sound editor Liz Frisholtz. Oh, costume yeah. designer Dorothy Jenkins. Special effects technician Arnold Gillespie. Hundreds of people have received 12 Oscar nominations. So are you saying oh, that KFC is not across Frisholtz's career? <laughs> is that what you're accusing them of? I'm with you. I'm with you. I wouldn't have made that. And Gus would never have made that mistake. No, they're not across their sound editors. They're just not. But Meryl Streep. The Streep, but now, I mean, you'd think that Google would have solved this problem. Maybe not. Yeah, we've gone to the film trivia department at KFC. <laughs> I can't tell you. I'm not, oh, Jack Nicholson's 12. Oh, no one would have ever done that. No, that's true. <laughs> he Put lived, that in an air. He was in a lot of movies, I think. Yes, he, from memory, he was in a lot of movies. <laughs> Uh, great paper pictures sent over on, on the, on the MySpace of, of, uh, of dairy 
in the video store with his cape on looking at short bus. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's good. But, you know, if he can get a cat in there, that's pretty much our whole show. And if you're not part of the MySpace uh, deal, this is the revolution. Get this at triplem.com.au. It's pretty easy to remember. Send us a photo, a real photo, not a faked up uh, Photoshop deal. Well, yeah, and speaking of, um, you know, Photoshop photos, yeah. the picture on my MySpace, and there's only one, is that great one that the uh, listener sent in of me backstage, with, you know, superimposing to a Nick Kershaw. Oh, it's beautiful. Nick Kershaw looking in the mirror at the at the quaff, yeah. me looking bemused off to the side. It's worth visiting. It's wonderful, right? But apparently what you're meant to do, Rich, yeah. is you're meant to have all like the mm, uh, photos, like windswept stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Trying to get action. Yeah. I didn't know this. It's a pickup joint. What have you got on your page, Richard? <laughs> I, had a, I had a feeble go, but I'm, I'm thinking about letting it go. No, really. Cutting it down. No. no look, I, I, I can't vouch for many of the people who are my friends. <laughs> I'm just worried about what they're doing on the internet. And they go, what's Marvin's friend up to? And I can't explain. It's like Donny Brasco sometimes in my space. Got to vouch for people, friends of yours, friends of theirs, friends of ours. Where's it going? Where's it in? <laughs> Thanks for the question. Fair enough. Richard's page is being boarded up. It's sleeping with the feet. I think the Wikipedia experience has soured you for my space. I think the level of vandalism that you had to endure. Each day he looks at his page and goes, Where's my padlock? I'm in a padlock. No padlock's for you. Our page is padlocked up, ensuring that all of the grammatical errors. I went to New South Wales University. Not true. It's, it's like the opening line to get this page. You've got the show includes a lot of music on the show. <laughs> I did that. Uh, I very that poor. Very poor. I put that in, put that in, I did. Uh, look at this. What's the time for? It's time to talk about sex, according to Richard Martin. Oh, Apparently that's just what? all the time. I want cat news. Okay. We'll get to cat news. I think we need sex news. I've got something here. Oh, right. this is something that... Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> this is something that our listeners were flagging uh, a couple of weeks ago. And it is true. I didn't want people to think this was a made-up story. Cemeteries. Don't shoot in for facts. <laughs> You're on safe ground. Facts in quotation marks. Now, listen to this. Cemeteries in China are selling paper replicas of the anti-impotence drug Viagra so that uh, the dead can have a wild time beyond the grave. Traditionally, the Chinese have burnt uh, fake money at cemeteries. That's also a tradition at every uh, Sheikh Halali fundraiser. <laughs> <laughs> you know him. Shake, shake, shake. Shake, shake, shake. Okay. You're dead. You're dead. You're in the afterlife. Paradise. You're about to have some sex. You still need Viagra? Yes. What kind of heaven is that? I'm about to make love to Marilyn Monroe and Jane Mansfield. Head back on. Now, where's that Viagra? <laughs> Hang on, is this a paper cutout of a can of ugly Dave Gray Stippies? Say, what am I supposed to do with this? Do I lick it? Is there some LSD on here? I don't know. I think that once you get to Eternal Paradise, you know, sexual dysfunction will have been left well behind. You know what the problem is? Jesus is always watching. Oh, you go to heaven, Jesus is watching. That's so, get the, you know what I mean? It makes you self-conscious. Yeah. I can't perform with the Lord here. Yeah, yeah. What, Jesus just in the shadow is smoking a cigarette <laughs> and sort of voyeuristically. Practically. Oh, yeah. Hey, look, yeah. the phones have lit up. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> phone, phone's hardly ever light up here. Oh, it's what? the F9. Hello. Have we uh, got a chance uh, down? <laughs> I think we might be sitting right it? here in Jonestown. What, what, uh, cat news yet? Cat news next. Oh. <laughs>
This morning, she plays a Girl Scout in that, which is mm-hmm. nice. Very proudly sporting both the mutton badge and the had some work done badge. <laughs> <laughs> some very good work in those. So it can be anybody. Okay, who have you? Oh, you've opened Zoo Magazine, and who have you found? Thankfully, our friends at Zoo provide. Uh, our good friend, the Qantas host, the Red Fines. Delicious definition. Right. So, you know. It's okay to, you know, have sex with someone in the toilets on the plane. That's all right. Especially when you do a classy interview in zoo afterwards. <laughs> First question. So, was he drunk? I'm quite offended by that question. Second question. Is Ralph the only bloke you've shagged in a toilet? No, I've done it before on a toilet on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> was he drunk? Offensive. Done it anywhere else? No, no, no. I brought a list and some photographs <laughs> with me. And then it goes on to say, so you're a prostitute only for a while. We can all say that. <laughs> We can all claim that defence, can't we? We had a prostitute for a while. And then, keeping in mind that the question of was he drunk is offensive, John Howard's got a jet. If the PM was putting together a cabin crew, would you go on board and, you know, would you be one of his flight attendants? Oh. Well, absolutely right. I'd have to say yes. What if he wanted to join the Mile High Club? Oh, no. That's not a nice thought. Drawing the line <laughs> of common decency until what if he was paying lots of cash? And she replied, well, okay then. <laughs> 
Howard, give it a hit, Rich. You see, John Howard has come out and said that the race finds a mile high host. He is just saying what everyone is thinking. She's just doing what everyone else wants to do. It doesn't necessarily mean I think it. How about this one? I've got another one for you. Our good friend Candy, somebody or another, fell down. my case first. She hooked up with David Walliams uh, from Little Britain while he was here. Yeah, who didn't? Not an exclusive club. It's a little like MySpace. Everybody in this room did that. Yeah, oh, you know it. He's all hands. He is rough. <laughs> he is a rough man. All right, and then, but now, there's the good bit. The beach babe was caught in a compromising position with Bulldog's young gun, Sonny Bill Williams, when the pair were seen entering and leaving the male toilets on the first floor of the Clove Valley Hotel together on Saturday night. Delicious definition. Who's scragging it up, delicious style? That's what we're asking. That's what, I mean, I think about you, Rich. You got someone? Well, this is a long bow, but because uh, we were talking about who's orange. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, part of this as no, well. No, that's right, yeah. I forgot about that, yeah. Um, and uh, Carl Stefanovic. Oh. He's currently hosting a current affair. Um, and uh, Why? Is it, is well, it's not a grimace. Well, I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know. Maybe she's on, on leave or something like that. Yeah. The rise of the machine. That's yeah. what it is. <laughs> started. <laughs> Stefanovic's taking the reins, and he looks, he can look slightly orange in a nighttime sort oh, of thing. Yeah. 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 Um, but last night, I'm not sure if I'm hearing this correctly, but maybe he could be giving us a bit of a response to some of the claims we've made Ooh. on this show. Oh, really? And I'm not, I mean, it could be a coded message. I could be going insane. <laughs> Here it is. So they're talking about, uh, the story was about brain snaps on TV because of Mal Walden pulling that story. Yeah. He's the best. That was great. Put on your mouth. And just have a listen to Carl Stefanovic's back and out. No TV executives like out-of-control presenters. Um, I think they'd love them all to be uh, somewhat robotic, but they're human. At least Mooney there, and yes, I can confirm that we are human most of the time. watches the Today Show every morning for the robot action this morning. This is a couple of days ago. They interviewed the guy who did the uh, one-man Star Wars trilogy. Mm -hmm. After hearing some R2-D2 sound effects, Carl responded with, I love R2-D2. <laughs> oh, how did you not get that on? You've got to get a VHS. I know. Across everything. That is gold. How did we miss that? My fault, isn't it? All right. Oh, topic. We are going to see what you know. What you're saying is man scrags. Man scrags. That one's a man scrag. Gob him in, lady. Yeah. Oh, funny, Bill, in that story, I'm not just saying that Candice, you know, whatever, uh, is the scrag. I mean, Sunny Bill gets the... Uh, oh, yeah. Everybody. Definition Fergulicious as well. Everyone's uh, tainted with the Fergie brush. Okay. And, you know, you, you can go back a little bit like uh, Mariah Carey, surely. Oh, good. Does anyone top her for scraggy behaviour? What about the... I mean, the ho uh, Hasselhoff? Yeah, so, you know, legs akimbo, weighing himself, Fergie style. <laughs> Beautiful. I love there's a shot that you occasionally see of uh, Mariah Carey going to the beach. It's just a day at the beach. And she's got the white, fringed bikini yeah. on and the stiletto. <laughs> and about 15 photographers down the beach. That's pretty. definition. Who's scragging it up? Call us now. One triple three five three. Who's scragged up and ready to go? Who's disappearing to the toilets with a football? Hey, who's wearing a fringe bikini and stilettos to the beach? <laughs> Seen entering the toilet and leaving. No excuse for that. <laughs> I was going first. 
Jeff, you, how are you? Good, thanks. Zaragard Wilson. Delicious definition. Zaragard Wilson, known outside of Melbourne, would she be? This is a solicitor to, uh, well, most other society, Mockbell. Yes. Oh, what happened to the Mockbell? Antonio the Mockbell. And for Zaragard? Oh, hello. Because she, was, uh, she walked back into court yesterday. Mm. Yeah, but not as revealing as what some of her past costumes have been. Are you a fan of Zaragard, uh, Matthew? I've never really been paying much attention to her work, but uh, I tried to um, attract uh, Ed's attention to some MySpace this morning. Yeah. I just, um, yeah, if you look at the front page of the Herald Sun, the only thing that's missing is the uh, hair flying around her face. Oh, I see what you think you like the kind of, I know what you mean, like the kind of wind, bi- like the hair billowing in the wind kind of style. Yeah, that's all I know. Oh, that's the good stuff. Well, I'll have a look, Matthew. I will, I will. Peruse the photograph. And have they, uh, since the mock bill was rung and they added the uh, million dollar bounty, has anyone claimed it? Has anyone been brave enough to. Well, I'd shave Rich's head and uh, <laughs> try to dye his eyebrows, get him to stack on a few pounds and wield him in there. And they said, that's spontaneous. I said, well, it's not mock bill, so I won't have a million, but uh, how much should I get for Richard Barber? That's <laughs> Michael Chiklis. <laughs> Maybe, you know, a million bucks isn't enough for a carrot. Maybe they've got to throw in an iMac and some eyes or Tony Mock. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Thank you, Matthew. Hi, Brad. How are you? Yeah, good, Ray. Uh, who are you dubbing in? Uh, She's been setting the standard for so long. What's she done? These, what's she doing now, Brad? Oh, mate, it's just the overall, the whole thing. They're looking at face and just, uh, you know, it's, just, it's tragic. And she's had the norgs done now, I believe. Isn't that just what she needed? Yeah, yeah. Well, there was a bit of, you know, needed a bit of extra push in the publicity department. <laughs> oh, but the, the women's mag, the inside of the pals and fellow diners, are suggesting she may be going to jail. to the big house. What for? Oh, driving offences, being too orange, something. <laughs> house of wax. <laughs> house of wax. <laughs> 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 going to go. The mini photo ops is obviously the mug shot. They yeah, yeah, dress for a few that's days. That's good. Get a style of thing. That'd be nice. It worked out the fire in the studio. It must have been her fault. Speaking of people with two orange, that Rasface fellow on Kerry Ann, who helps out with the vacuum cleaners, he is the orange. He's definitely the orangest man on TV. And every day, just one more button of the shirt comes undone. Very alluring puff of hair outside the orange skin. Is he Berlusconi? He's he's very Berlusconi. Is he Larry Hagman orange? Oh no, 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 let's not go that far. Let's not go that far. Who's got another name for us? Uh, hello there, uh, Lauren. How are you? Hi, I'm good, thanks. Who are you talking uh, in? Lindsay Lowen. Delicious uh, definition. It's the irregular suspects today. Uh, what's uh, what's she up to? Well, she's coming up fast behind Paris Hilton in the trash bag race. That's for sure. <laughs> yes. She's been in rehab. Isn't she okay now? Uh Hardly. Hardly. Well, yeah, I think you're right, actually. Flicking through the Who this week, she's, uh, what rehab, they say, she kind of falls off a dance floor somewhere. <laughs> Clutching a red ball. <laughs> that may not be containing red yeah, balls. Maybe not. Yeah, fair enough, Lauren. Do you get into her work? Do you, have you seen the Herbie fully loaded? Yeah, fully uh, loaded. I'm a fan. I am a big fan. You're a big fan. I mean, she was actually quite a good actress at one point. Yeah. In the parent trap. Mean yeah. Early on. That one was, uh... Jamie Lee Curtis, do they swap places? Freaky, Freaky Friday. You like Freaky Friday? That kind of movie. Acting was a horror movie. That's sort of a Jamie Lee Curtis movie. Wasn't she nominated for an Oscar for her? Freaky Friday. Am I right there? I Jamie like Lee Curtis. Sure. Sure. Are you working for KFC? I'm still related to KFC, yeah. <laughs>
apparently today we die is up for every category. Sorry, Lauren, we've got distracted. <laughs> yeah, right. Absolutely well, right. There was a point where acting was okay. Mean Girls is a cool film. There you go. Your favourite Lindsay Lohan film, Lauren? Uh... None. Parent Trap Maggie. There we go. Parent Trap. Now we're talking. Yeah. She's in a new movie with Meryl Streep, and Meryl Streep has quoted, she's really unusual. Oh, well, that's <laughs> a big an inch right there. Damn it. But, you know, obviously the Parent Trap Freaky Friday, the answer is another Disney remake. Computer War Tennis Shoot. It's <laughs> <laughs> time for it to do a bit of Dexter Riley gear. Oh, right, thanks to everyone who dobbed in a scrag. Yeah. A no man scrag. No, I wanted to man scrag. There's plenty of orange. Yeah. Uh, there's more coming up. Oh, look, here's a bigger man scrag for you. He gets around in there. Yeah. Yeah. Affectionately referred to as the local steptoe and son. <laughs> What do you think of that, Mr. Downer? Frankly, here and get this on Triple M. It's the second hour. Some more fake applause for Alan Bryce. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I think you can like it. Sure, do. Yeah, you so many names through there. I tuned in uh, one night and there was uh, Parfit V. Rossi <laughs> from Status Quo. Yeah, that was cool because, that, you know, it's, it's one of those things um, where they, they walk in and you go, oh, there you go, there's Parfit. And uh, it's uh, Rossi from um, 
Well, go, okay, and then you go, no, no, it's not okay. That's, they opened, they, you know, sold millions of records, they opened Live Aid. Um, They're still wearing the same acid wash jeans and white trainers. Exactly. The problem is what you talk to them about. Yeah. Because, you know, I went up and said hi, and they said, have you ever travelled first class? And I went, not to the best of my knowledge, and they said, you should. No. <laughs> and, and then we got into a long conversation about the benefits of certain first classes on certain airlines. And that's, you, all you can do is just go, you're joking. That does sound like a sliding door. Wow, I've never seen that on a plane. No, not once. I thought they were all concertinas. And then they look at you like you're some sort of door-loving maniac. Rocking all over the world in first class. But um, who else have we had on like that? Oh, we had uh, Heath Potcher on. Yeah, we were filming yeah. Potcher on last night mm. uh, from The Seekers. And uh, that's pretty exciting. Sure it is. Uh, you just get to say Keith Potcher. It's such a good name. Yeah. And um, who else? We had Robert Forster from The Go Between's on. Oh, yeah. I made a bit of an ass of myself in front of him because I love him so much. Uh, and he told me to bar down a little bit, which is always good. But <laughs> <laughs> the, the problem, then I just go, oh, Robert Forster told me off. And that just doesn't make it any better for anybody. I come across like some sort of school child and end up sitting cross-legged on the mat with my hands on my head. Have you got like a, a list of names you've given them to get this person on? Who do you really want on there, on your team? Um, well, one of the people I would have loved to have had on, Lloyd Cole, from Lloyd Cole and the Commotions, and he's coming on. And um, I sort of fell to the ground panting when I heard that. And luckily, he's going to be on this thing, because otherwise... Right. Um, but Billy, we were talking about it last night, actually. Billy Bragg would be great. Oh, yeah. I'd like anyone from Nickelback would be really good as well. You could get Billy Bragg on and get him to do a song in the style of Billy Bragg. Yeah, you could. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know whether he's still able to do that. <laughs> not angry enough. What about, uh, has there been anyone difficult? Anyone causing trouble? Um, no, surprisingly enough. Mm. Um, we had a woman called Ari Up from a band called The Slits, oh, yeah, a yeah. band from the 70s. And she wasn't difficult. She was just insane. <laughs> <laughs> and she was on the same episode as Weird Al Yankovic, and he was just watching her, and um, he was the least weird person in the room, <laughs> and which I don't think he's been used to for some uh, while. He was great. And when we had him on the show, we were talking about his Palindrome song, which yeah. I'd never heard. Right. And you, you guys showed the clip of it. It's amazing. You yeah. can see it. It's one of those ones where you want to slow it down. He hasn't cheated. They're all actual palindrome. Yeah, it's a brilliant song. Yeah, it's, um, and, you know, of course, it's great using that, um, the artifice of the uh, subterranean homesick blues video. Yeah. Where he's holding a la Bob Dylan holding signs. Yeah. You can actually see the palindromes. Because mm. if you couldn't see them, yeah, you wouldn't know. No, there'd be no, because I can't identify just orally a palindrome. <laughs> I mean, it is a downfall and it's lost me girlfriends. I'll admit that now. <laughs> but I just can't do it. <laughs> and, you know, I, I know your girlfriend and she's like a brainiac. She is. She's okay. scarily You'll, no. love, you'll love this, you'll love this. She went to a show last night, a Doctor Who show, um, called Wellington Who, which she said was pretty good. And But the guy said, can anyone here name all the Doctor Who's? Yeah. And I said to Helen, you can, can't you? This is after the show. And she said, yes. And I said, did you? And she said, no. I don't want people to think I'm a nerd. And I said, Helen, you are a nerd. You know, she knows every Doctor Who. Yeah. Um, including, and I just went, no, he wasn't a Doctor Who. And she went, oh, I think you'll find he was. <laughs> and the thing is, we don't have the reference material in the house uh, to look it up, except for her. So, yeah, she just, she knows every fact. She'd get our ass on even film trivia. Really? Yeah. Well, I've seen her and you have some hilarious discussions where you'll go, remember this film? She'll go, yes. And she'll go to you, remember this film? you go, yes. yes. And then it just it reaches sort of titanic <laughs> proportions at the end when they're both talking about films that I don't think actually exist. Yeah. So the other one's just gone into the, yes, oh, no, I know about that one. <laughs> 
And she's yeah, she's just um, she's extraordinary. She's got total recall and not in an Arnold Schwarzenegger gun. Oh, no, that's a shame. Exactly. Yeah. No. So I would end up getting killed in some <laughs> conflagration. She did that thing where her head, you know, like she's got one face oh, yeah. and it peels away. She's got another one. Oh no, no, she does that. Oh, not on Mars. All oh, right. Uh, but yeah, she knows everything. So I'm quite put to shame when people say to me, "You know a lot about music." I really do have to say to them, no, because at my house, I'm just a whipping boy for some giant brain, practically, that lives in a jar. Wow. <laughs> 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 yeah, let's get her in. Yeah, let's get her in and, and have her go head-to-head with Richard Marsden. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. on general knowledge. Or? You think you can beat Alan Broad? Can you beat Alan Broad's girlfriend? <laughs> yeah. Well, and the thing is, if you wanted a punch-up, she'd give you a go in there as well. She's no stuff, and she's hard. Yeah. So if we don't sort it out through the questions, we'll no, just get in the ring and have some intergender rest. And yeah. Won't be, yeah, no, there won't be wrestling. It'll just be bare knuckle cage fight. <laughs> oh, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, yeah, no, the thing is, she'll knock the gender off you, Richard. I can <laughs> tell you that much. <laughs> Alan Bro's not just on Spectre's Specs. He's got a fine show. Yes, yes, Brisbane. The Melbourne International Comedy sorry. Festival. We're sorry to be mentioning yeah. Melbourne all the time, but look at the guests we're getting out of it. Yeah. We're being spoiled on this show, and let's do some more of it next on Get This. Snow Patrol, hands open here at Get This on Triple M, where Alan Bro is co-hosting, and it's no secret that uh, he's from New Zealand. Do you get into some of that fine New Zealand television you can cop on Fox television? Oh, oh yeah, well, I mean, even the free-to-air um, one yes. is getting it as well. Yeah. Um, What's it? Highway Patrol. Now, this is, we haven't seen Highway Patrol. I can't believe that there is enough crime in New Zealand to fuel two, possibly three of these series. What happens on Highway Patrol? Well, they patrol the highways. Um, and <laughs> unfortunately, they don't encounter a lot of crime. They often encounter people who are pulled over the side of the road and after a thorough grilling. They are left there because their car is broken down. Oh, oh, they need to call the AA. <laughs> and so soon that will branch off into a program called AA Highway Patrol, <laughs> where guys who couldn't become police officers start your car with jumper leads <laughs> and then go and then ex- ex- and tell you what's wrong. Um, and there's another one. There's, there's ex- um, uh, Police Head 7 is our favourite. Oh, okay. No, I'm not across that. That's like cops, and we have so many requests to play Richard the Drunk, who is a man trying very hard not to throw up in the back of a police car. I think that was a one hour special. <laughs> yeah. So that, that one, and then you're saying, what's the other? There's a crash, uh, an accident investigation. Ah. Someone will have an accident, and someone will say, well, we need to investigate. I'll say, <laughs> and they'll spend the whole program investigating it, and at the end, they'll go, that was driver error. <laughs> And, and all the time they go, it was driver error. And I mean, the accents are so thick that even me, being from New Zealand, can actually do an impersonation of the accent of my home country. But it, they all go, well, we looked on, we looked at the car, and the car was totally crushed. So we couldn't get a lot from that. And you just think, but, you, but they spent five minutes looking at it and him walking around it and marking it with a black marker, and you just go... I couldn't understand it, but it's quality stuff. Don't let, don't let me put anyone no, on. No, 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 no. We're yeah. not saying that. And City Beats. City Beats. See, there's a fourth yeah. one here. This is the must-watch show of the week, right? This is Channel 7, I think it is. Whatever day it is today. Yesterday. Uh, <laughs> at about... <laughs> you don't even care anymore. I honestly don't know what day it is. At about 11 o'clock at night. Let's say 11-ish. Yeah. Wonderful. Because the, the cops have already got police 10-7. The people yeah. looking at the broken down cars, yeah. they're off doing something else. So there's no one left to patrol the streets. So they've hired 
security officers who are people who have no authority whatsoever. <laughs> so all they can do is walk up to drunks and go, you drunk? Yep. As you were. Right. <laughs> we looked at the drunk and we couldn't get any information from the night. And last night, the big story last night was there was a guy playing guitar and they were trying to get him to turn it down, but he wouldn't. Oh, <laughs> I mean, that's why I left New Zealand. I mean, the thing is that they just, they flout the law. It's, it's like a war zone there. It might as well be Johannesburg. Yeah, <laughs> or, or Kosovo or somewhere like that. They won't turn their guitars down. Right. They anyway. should be bombed. Yeah, they you know. should be bombed. Alan, you know all about security guards. I remember I was a big fan of your work in the first year of Tough Love. And you used to do some great... In fact, one of the reasons I wanted to come back here is to work with Matt Dow, who used to make all your sketches. Oh, yeah, he's absolutely fantastic. And we found Mr. Marson has dug out one of your old sketches. Does it need any uh, setting up at all? I don't believe it does. I can't remember where... It's the unarmed security guard. Yeah. I remember being on a tram, and there were two unarmed security guards, and they were taking the train to go to the MCG to do security. Yeah. And they were the they they were the most they were talking themselves up, but they were the most ineffective looking guys I'd ever seen. They're sort of guys who just go out of the way, there needs to be a riot and they'd go, All right, mate, no, they feel like security. and so I wrote this sketch sort of about them. Let's have a listen. At shopping centres and train stations.
Cool. Nice work, uh, Maddie D, on the pots and pan. Oh, do yeah. you want to stick around and play small town secrets with us, Alan? I'd love to. We can tie it into your show, Top Town. Oh, yeah. Let's do that. This must be the end. Well, unfortunately not. <laughs> It's calming down after a fairly, really heated ad break. (laughs) (laughs) Old radio stories came out, then things turned heated. Alan Bro is with us. Top Town is the name of his show. I tried to get into it the other night at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. Sold out. A scandal. Sold out. I mean, it it was sold out. Admittedly, it's quite a small room. It's like selling out the toilet. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's slightly bigger than the toilet. I don't want people to think, oh, so what? There'll be one of us in there and everyone else will be watching. I mean, that'll be a bit awkward, won't it? It's a And we'll run out of foot paper. No, but yeah, it's going really well. There's a few tickets left for tonight's performance. Right. If people are listening. They're radio and going, well, I'd like tonight a live theatre. Yeah, what they don't want is music. Are people coming along thinking it's music trivia? I'm not really sure. I think I had an audience on Saturday um, and they they didn't, whatever I did, they didn't like it. They were one of those, you could get the vibe that they were going, oh, I wish I'd stayed in the bar and had a few more drinks than watching this rubbish. Um, but I, I, look, I'm not sure, but basically, if anyone's thinking of coming to the show and think it's going to be like Specs and Specs, it's not. So take a good long hard look at yourselves. Um, it's a play, um, and I play all the characters. Um, and so it may, it may be not what some people are after, and that's completely fine. But uh, the people who come seem to, apart from on Saturday, have found it entertaining. Eve came along. I right. think it was okay. Now it's small town gear. Yeah, it's set in a small town called Helensville. Um, which I'm actually, it's, it's both a tribute to Helen, the first house we ever lived in together, our friends used to call it Helenville. And I lived in a place called Helenville, north of Auckland. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and so there's a whole lot of stuff about small towns and there's small towns. That's all we want to talk about, small yeah. town secrets. Have you got some theme music for us, Mr. Marshall? <laughs> So no, the residents of Harwara wouldn't know. They dug out the bottom of it and jacked it up a little bit so that it wouldn't fall over. Oh, wow. Yeah, it is. Really? It is. You can walk up it, but it's incredibly dangerous, I believe. 
So, um, yeah, small town. See the problem. Are you from a small town in Kempton, Brisbane? Thank you. 
and what happened was he um, ran over a family of little ducks walking across the road. And what happened was in that week's paper, they had a section called Rat of the Week. And um, and actually last year the banner brought out all the ones that weren't solved yet. And there it was. And, and there it was, still there last year. Because I believe that's what I'm about to do. 